0: What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to episode number twenty-three of the Review Point Podcast, coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host Tony Mango, and joining me on the panel tonight is Kalen Ferris. Howdy, howdy, hey, Mike Payton, and Eddie Sikera. Yo. So today we are going to talk about Star Wars, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. We all got a chance to watch this movie. I got a chance to see it twice, which I'm very, very happy about because I loved this movie. We're going to break down the things that we liked, the hits, the things we didn't like, the misses, and everything else that we have in between those two different positive-negative scales. And I want to warn everybody ahead of time because not only is this one of the biggest movies when it comes to this, but it also has a lot of important things There are going to be spoilers on this. So if you have not watched the movie yet and you don't want to know what happens, bookmark this, go watch the movie, and then come back and check it out. We're warning you well in advance so we don't have any comments below about how this was spoiled or that was spoiled or anything like that. We are going to be talking about everything, assuming that you've already seen the movie. So with that being said, let's just get right into stuff. What was your first impression walking out of the movie theater after you saw this? Peyton, I'm going to start off with you.
1: I was happy that I got the Star Wars movie that I was waiting for, that I was waiting for for years and years, and then when episode one came out and I didn't get, and then episode two came out and I still didn't get it, and then by episode three I'd given up, and I didn't think it was ever going to happen because George Lucas said he was done making them. And then,
0: 2015, it happened. Eddie, what about you? What was your first impression? I had a big smile on my face.
2: Um, and honestly, it was just, it went well beyond my expectations. Like I I was really like, yeah, okay. I know it's a, this time there are the the collaborations are a lot more, they're going to respect the franchise and all that. And that, you know, I was like, eh, it's a franchise you know, screw it. It's over. And then I was like, yeah,
0: (laughs) it's not over, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's not over. Motherfucker. Kaylin, what about you? (laughs)
3: Uh, I'll preface this by saying that I've been a huge Star Wars fan my whole life. I've seen, other than the first one, I've seen them all in the theater on opening weekend. And it's the new one. Force Awakens is not a bad movie. It's a good movie. It just isn't as great as I had hoped it would be. I liked it, but I was hoping that I would love it.
0: See, I'm going to say flat out, I loved this movie. And... There are problems that I had with it. I'm going to nitpick some things here and there, and some people are going to go, oh, what the fuck, why are you even complaining about that? But, you know, not every movie's perfect, and I really can't even think of a single movie that's perfect. But at the same time, when I left this movie, I felt incredibly happy about it. There are movies that have happened over the past couple years that I like, but I still have, like, a sour kind of note about. Like, Dark Knight Rises is one of those that... When I went into that movie, I was thinking that this was going to be just mind-bogglingly amazing. And at the end, I was going, you know what? Let me think about this a little bit. and Let me try to justify a couple problems. And I did the same thing with Avengers, and I did the same thing with Age of Ultron, and I've, I've done it with every kind of movie that I'm really into. Spectre, Skyfall, you know, whatever. This one, the biggest problems that I had in it, are movie problems as opposed to Star Wars problems. And I think that that's one of the biggest separations between how this is good versus what I like about the prequels and what I don't like about the prequels and stuff. Do you guys agree that if there are the problems when it comes to this, they're more so like directing choices and uh, something with the script a little bit, but not as much like you're shitting all over the canon and whatnot?
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I I agree. I I think that the use of the characters from the past were great. I think the new characters they introduced were great. The sets matched where I thought Star Wars should look as opposed to the prequels where everything was all Orby and people had ridiculous makeup on and ugh. Uh, everything just matched what i expected star wars to be if there were any flaws i I could see it being more technical or maybe even directional things but certainly not the story or anything like that that felt star wars 100 percent.
0: i'm gonna throw something out there i want to see if everybody wherever they stand on this is it too similar to a new hope that's exactly my biggest criticism the movie's basically yeah, he- a rehash.
3: It's a remix of the 1977 film. It has bits yep. of the other original trilogy in there, but it doesn't blaze its own new path. It just tries to rehash the former glories to get everybody's approval. I, I mean, that would be I mean, that would be fine if it was meant to be a reboot, but it's supposed to be a sequel, a new one. It's not supposed to be New Hope version two. Well, here's
2: See, here's the, I, thing, the thing uh, is...
3: Ahead
2: can, ahead. I, can I kind of just real quick jump in? Um, I I think the stereotypes of, uh, you know, the underdog heroes come out and save the day. I think that's forever going to exist in the Star Wars universe. And one of the reasons that people hated the whole, uh, the, the prequel story so much is because maybe that was kind of missing. You know, you didn't have the damsel in distress kind of thing going on, which, you uh, know, in, in a way, even the, well, I don't, they didn't have any damsel in distress thing going on and uh, nobody, spoiler should i warn about the spoiler uh, they they've been warned already okay well screw you people who don't want spoilers uh you know if somebody dies you know that didn't happen uh, well oh my it, god it, it, but it, <laughs> <laughs> uh but i mean you know cuz obi-wan doesn't really die in the uh, in a new hope he continues in empire and jedi he's there, always there mentoring um but you know th- there are certain nuances that make it felt to me completely different for some reason. I know it's the same but different, but still same. So Eddie kind
1: of kind of hit the point that I was going for here and that is that it's not so much that it copied a new hope as that that they both followed very typical story conventions. You know, these were all very paint by numbers. There's heroes caught in peril, they have to fight themselves out of it. They win in the end, but the battle is not completely won. That's what we had in both stories, and that's why it feels so similar. But there are so many things that are done vastly different. Most importantly, it feels like a movie that was done in a different age. So even if you're seeing similarities amongst the story, it feels so fresh because of all these differences they fit in there.
0: So I'm going to point a couple of things out. My overall fear going into this movie – More so than people that were like, oh, it's going to be another Phantom Menace. I didn't think that it would be, because it didn't seem like it, but I did think that it was going to be just a rehash of A New Hope, and I'm thankful in saying that, all in all, I think that there are elements that freshen it up enough that I don't really, like, it doesn't bug me too much, but there are some things that do stand out to me. Like, I think it's a little bit odd of a choice that they had the whole, like, the beginning of the movie... Something is hidden in a droid to act as a MacGuffin. And then you go to a desert planet with the heroes been abandoned and they bump into a rogue who's going to help them out on their journey. And then they take the Millennium Falcon to get out of a desert planet. And that to me, I was just like, all right, holy shit, how much is this going to be just the same thing?
3: Exactly. It's like they're playing Star Wars Mad Libs. You know, they just insert the bit. name <laughs> of a desert planet. Where's a little droid? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, because basically. Okay, because I was making a list of notes here before we got in here. Ray is Luke. Jakku is Tatooine. BB-8 is R2-D2. Starkiller Base is the Death Star. The First Order is the Empire. The Resistance is the Rebel Alliance. Snoke is Emperor Palpatine. Hux is Moff Tarkin. And in both movies, the good guys have to get on board the big planet-sized weapon to deactivate the shield so that the fleet of ships can fly in and target its vulnerable spot to blow it up. Yeah. There's a couple of similarities there. (laughs)
0: Well, when you put it that way... Because even something as simple as if you want to do the hero's abandoned story, why did it have to be a desert planet? They mm-hmm. like, couldn't because, it have been...
1: I'll tell you why. Because deserts where you feel the most isolation. If they're on a lush planet filled with lots of plant life and everything around it, they're not going to seem like they're a person that's stuck in this horrible, terrible situation. Uh, the only yeah, other yeah. thing you could have maybe done is like an icy planet. That's what I was you gonna say. Like, what about Hoth?
0: <laughs> right, yeah, like, I actually but... kind of would have preferred if they would have switched up that and Starkiller Base, because Starkiller Base could have been a planet that used to be, like, brim- brimming with life, but the fact that they keep draining this sun has killed all the life on there, so it's desolate. And then uh Jakku, which I, I don't really like the name Jakku, I'm actually gonna, that's gonna be one of my complaints later about his names, but that could have been maybe, like, an ice thing, where that's, like, it's so cold and so... Uh, lonely. You know? Like, that. it would have been very similar because people still could have been like, oh, well, that's still Hoth and Tatooine and whatever, but it could have just been slightly different. You know what I mean? Actually, that in general is actually one of my complaints about the movie, is that the planets were things that we've all seen before. Like, we had a quick shot of a city planet, which I thought was Coruscant at first, and I was pissed, because I was just like, don't tell me that they fucking blew up Coruscant. (laughs) But uh, we we had Yavin, Hoth, and uh, Endor, and uh, Tatooine, basically, in this movie. Mm -hmm. No, like, maybe we could have seen a planet where it's, like, constant electrical storms. Or,
3: um, I don't know, a planet where, like, like, uh, episode
0: three, we had, like, crazy amounts of different types of planets. The sinkhole planet and the planet with a whole bunch of giant mushrooms that are probably, like, amazing if you take them. (laughs) And Mustafar, yeah, Mustafar was different or whatever. Like, I would have liked to see some kind of originality when it came to that. I know they're they're going for more of like practical, but holy crap, like, don't make it too practical. Make it so it's like a little bit different, you know?
1: See, I didn't really care that it had to be different. It just had to look and and feel good and real. That's all it had to do, and it was very effective in that sense. I thought every place that they filmed was effective for where they were in. When they were doing the whole chase scene. With Ray and Finn and BB-8, the backdrop of that desert was fantastic. And I'll tell you, the most beautiful scene throughout the entire thing was at the end when they went to that island in the, the foresty area and they found Luke hanging out up there. That that was, like, incredibly refreshing when you saw it at the end. It was beautiful.
0: Michael Skellig Island, I think it is. I think that's yeah. the name of yeah. the Royal island. Mm. Something Skellig. Yeah, it's an island.
1: I don't don't need to know. It's a fucking random island on a strange planet that Luke Skywalker is on. Don't tell me what fucking planet it is on (laughs) the planet Earth. Like,
0: fucking. Well, see, here's a a question I wanted to ask uh, people. I've got a list of different things that I'm, like, confused about, about different parts and stuff. We're going to get to that a little bit later. But here's one that's not on that list. Do you guys know the names of some of these planets? Because they didn't say in the movie. Like, we got Jakku. The
1: planets that they did tell me. They're all ridiculous,
0: yeah, we know Jakku. <laughs> but other than Jakku, like we they said something about the the lenium system, I think,
1: yeah, isn't that where the uh Re- the rebel base or whatever was,
0: I think so, and then they said like the Osnian system, I think that's the one that blew up, maybe osnian, Osbornian, whatever it was, but like star killer base i don't I didn't catch where that was, I didn't catch where um they didn't say – obviously, they didn't say where Luke was, but like I don't know if there's anything from like the the new version of the expanded universe that maybe explains some of the stuff or whatever. I don't know. But if anybody does know, leave a comment below and tell us.
3: Yeah, I don't know if it was in there. I just looked it up. Uh, Maz Kanata's castle was on Takodana, which I don't remember them saying. Takodana?
0: They may it sounds like Takodana.
3: Yeah. T-A-K-O-D-A-N-A.
0: Yeah, I don't remember them saying right. that. I I'm do guessing. love something that I, I read on Reddit. I can't remember who said it, so I can't uh, give you credit. I'm sorry about that. But they they brought up a great point. They were like, "Can we all agree that we're going to call that Watering Hole, Maz Isley Cantina?"
3: Yep, exactly. That <laughs> was like, another yeah, thing. I mean, crazy. there's that other scene where you know Han Solo walks in, and then basically you know the record scratches, and everybody stops and looks at him. You know, we've seen that before. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it would make sense that it would happen again because Han Solo carries that kind of reputation.
2: Uh. I no no, take it or leave it. Han Solo is a badass and uh every time he walks into, you know, a fucking I don't care, like, like <laughs> any he walks in, like, anywhere. I don't
0: give a shit anywhere he goes into, it's just like it'd be uh, great if like he walked oh. into that big Senate chamber from the prequels and everybody in that whole thing <laughs> just stops. You just hear <laughs> whoosh. <laughs> like 32,000 people turn around. Um Something I want to bring up here uh, in one of my complaints. Again, I'm not going to be complaining about all that much about the movie, so that's why I kind of want to get some of the complaints out of the way before you just gush over everything else. I think that there's way too much information we still don't know about, and to an extent, some of that is stuff that I'm glad that they kept us in the dark about because I want to know like more stuff in the sequels. But there's so much continuity that they needed to catch us up on, I felt like they rushed a little bit at times. Like... There were some scenes where the dialogue was very exposition heavy. Like uh, Luke and Leia uh, – not Luke and Leia. Uh, Han and Leia, when they were talking, it was basically like, so, hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Blah, 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 blah. And all the rest of that was all just like we need to catch these people up because mm-hmm. we're three through- yeah, yeah, quarters was, of the way through That the was
2: the only part of the dialogue where I thought, man, I shouldn't have rushed that. First of all, it's not realistic. Even in a galaxy far, far away for you know an ex-husband, ex-wife, whatever – to meet up and then casually start talking about that stuff. It was so casual. It was like, uh, what the fuck?
0: Well, like, we didn't even know that they she had kids. Off at him. She didn't, yeah. Let alone that they had a kid. He grew up. He turned to the dark side because of Snoke. Who the hell is Snoke? Like, it was just like, you're hitting us with a lot of information here and we're not getting filled in on a lot of that. So did that yeah, bug but then you, again, Pitten?
2: like, okay, here's another parallel with A New Hope. When Obi-Wan starts talking about Anakin Skywalker, oh, he was a good pilot and a good friend, and he was murdered by Darth Vader, who's, who was seduced by the dark side of the Force, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, but
0: I also kind of think with A New Hope it's different because that was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, but they uh, also
1: teased that, and they didn't deliver on that until Into Empire Strikes Back. mm mm-hmm. That's why so I'm there hoping... Was, there's a lot more clever like that. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm hoping the it's problems
0: kind of... with, that came about from this are things that they, they build on. I don't want this to be a situation where now that they have, like, the books and the TV shows and the video games even are canon, I really hope that they don't go with, well, we explained that in this book. Why didn't you read it? Oh, I'm not going to read all the fucking books,
2: you know? Yeah, no, yeah. It's it's fine. I think uh, I think they're going to build upon that stuff for Episode eight which apparently is written already. And uh, what's the actress name that played Ray? I forgot. Duh. Daisy,
3: Daisy
2: Ridley? Ridley. Daisy. Oops. Okay. Sorry. Daisy Ridley apparently said the, the new uh, script is awesome. Episode mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. They're so, filming it now. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, she,
3: I mean, it's cool that they're, they it's enjoy it.
1: Two years. They better be filming it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it 2018, 2017? When is it?
0: 2017, but it's um, in that summer. Okay. So oh, it's a year okay. and a half away. Oh, wow. I
3: didn't realize it was so soon.
0: Rogue One is next December. Good deal. And then six months after that, it's going to be this. And then it's going to be like a two year wait or something for the next one. It's going like, to goddamn. Like, oh, God. It's going to be like we get this rush of Star Wars movies, and then we have to wait a little bit, and then, you know.
1: Oh, God. Two years. Yeah. Imagine when we By went the fact 10 that we years. Went like 20
0: years. <laughs> hmm. Um, actually before uh we move to characters cuz characters is going to be a bulk of this kind of thing i want to throw out a couple different references here uh fan service were you guys happy with the level Ugh. of fan service or was it too much
3: it was way too much it was over the top i i mean that i guess that was the primary goal of it But in my opinion, it pandered way too much to the fans. It was like the writers were just going down a checklist of what the audience expected. And they're like all the references and in jokes like J.J. Abrams was sitting next to me, elbowing me the whole time. (laughs) Hey, eh, 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 remember that? Eh, eh." Eh, Trash Eh, compactor. I know it was knocking me out of my suspension of disbelief. It was like early on, they're walking across Jakku and the triangle is Arcona or whatever. The alien pops his head and he basically like winks at the audience. There's the uh, Dejaric Hollow Chess game. It's like, hey everybody, remember that?
0: You like that? And the other one, remember? That was the uh, first
3: one that made me go,
0: uh, "We didn't need that one." Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. it just that felt was too
3: unnecessary. Much. And when you know Ray falls. Ray uses the Jedi mind trick in order to get the stormtrooper to release her, I mean, I don't know. That I thought the fans, scene. I thought that... the fan service was over the top. It was, I don't know, too much
0: that i want to i want to jump back into the fan service things but i want to point out the the scene with the stormtrooper dropping the weapon i don't think that that was like a, a too much of a fan service callback
1: no oh, that was an incredible character development scene and no, that
0: fine. that's fine that's daniel craig
1: that is daniel craig oh shit. really <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah.
0: There were rumors that he was a stormtrooper, and the first time I watched it, I was just like, nothing stood out to me, but the second time I watched it, I specifically listened to all the stormtroopers, and as soon as he started talking, I'm like, holy shit, that's him, because like, you can tell now that you like if you know going into it, it's definitely him, 100%, and that's so awesome that they got him but to do spe- that. Speaking of which,
2: all these weird Easter eggs and shit, apparently, I don't know if this is true, I didn't notice it at all when I saw the movie, but... Apparently George Lucas's body hits the Millennium Falcon's (laughs) cockpit. (laughs) What in the middle of space? I shit you not. Look this up. I'm gonna try to find it right now.
1: Sounds ridiculous. But with Daniel Craig, um, Simon Pegg is also in it. He does the voice of the junk dealer.
0: Yeah. Okay. That was. I was wondering. I was just about to ask what
3: character he did. Okay.
0: One quarter portion. 60 portions. Everybody in the theater was just kind of like, oh, damn, she's getting a lot of portions. <laughs> 60 <laughs> <deep> portions? <laughs> Holy fuck, trade the droid in, shit. You get a lot of bread with that. <laughs> um, back to the fan service thing, though. A couple that stood out to me that I thought weren't necessary, because I loved every single one of them to an extent. But at the same time, I, I was just like, we didn't need the trash compactor line. Mm-hmm. Uh, hitting the table and the game popping up. Uh, he didn't need to pull out the little ball that Luke trained with. A little bit on the nose with the there's too much Vader in him. That felt like a fan fiction line to me, you know, it'd be like it should have been more along the lines of like Han saying, oh, you can get this from my side of the family. Your grandfather's fucked up. <laughs> and the <laughs> oh, 12 parsecs fun. line. Yeah, This is what yes, yes, made I it in 14 parsecs, one. 12 parsecs. Remember that line like that bugged me a little yeah. bit. But they're totally. no, know? no, 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 no. These no, 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 hang all on, hang make
1: on. sense. These all make sense because it would be something that gets ruined in a game of telephone. And Han Solo's pride is so high; he's not yeah, going to exactly. let someone mistalk talk what his record is. Yeah, but what about fine. when that's...
0: Finn picks up the ball? And okay, just that one, shows okay, into the camera, up. you
2: know? Yeah, that's fucked up. But still, the Han Solo thing, the twelve parsec thing—that's fine, man. It's a. It's a, it's like a, it's like a. Oh, didn't you win like silver medal in that one thing? Gold mm-hmm. medal, asshole. You know
0: that uh, one didn't bug me as much as like the Vader line or the ball. Oh, the, the ball, Vader the ball bothered me a
1: lot. Why wouldn't you like make a reference to that black sheep of your family?
0: Nah, they they could have done it just to... in a little different way. Like that's actually my, my main thing when it comes to the nitpicking is I didn't hate anything in this movie. I just look at certain things and I go, well, that could have been a little bit different, and I would have liked it more. Like I love this movie. I think it's fantastic.
1: You want to talk about fans they I mean, go back to the prequels when you got freaking R two D two and C three PO shoehorned in everywhere. Like, yeah, they had some references and they used some old characters, but they were all done so tastefully and not beating you over the head. They even had freaking fish face, and he didn't say it's a trap.
0: Yeah, I was actually yeah, kind of yeah, happy about so. that.
1: I was I waiting; was- they didn't do it. I was so proud. He I should just have just waiting. been like, it's
3: not a trap. I was just waiting for him to have, uh, what, what's the name of Greedo's race? I forget. the uh, But anyways, uh, I was expecting to have Han Solo shoot one of them and go, hey, you shot him first. And then like wink <laughs> at the camera. See, I shoot first, everybody. Like, <laughs> did
0: anybody catch a reference to 1138?
3: No. No, not this that. time. No. When did, when was that?
0: I didn't this the whole entire time. I tried paying extra attention the second time around and I didn't catch it. So I don't know if it's in the movie, which would be a little huh. bit weird. But apparently uh, FN 2187, 2187 is a reference to a movie, 2187, that inspired George Lucas. I didn't hmm. know that, but maybe that they're, they're kind of like, well, we didn't want to do 1138, but we'll do that reference kind of a thing or right? we did get the, I've got a bad feeling about this. I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's expected. That was yeah. cool. Um, so let's bounce around here. Let's talk about some of the characters and just brought them up here. Uh, FN two, one, eight, seven Finn. I got to say my favorite character of the bunch, including the older characters brought back. Finn is awesome.
3: I like this Uh, a lot because we, we hadn't seen a character coming from that side quite that way. And, and, Doing what he did, his character development, I thought was great. You know, we saw the conflict in him. We learned a little bit about his backstory, about how he was kidnapped, kidnapped as a child and trained to to be part of the the First Order. But I overall thought he was a great character. I mean, I'd like to learn more about what he's all about, but I guess we'll find that out next
0: time. I love the idea that he was like a stormtrooper that became a main character because stormtroopers have always been kind of left in the dark. Like, mm-hmm. just, yeah, you're Stormtrooper, who gives a shit? And this was, like, he was not only, like, an interesting character with his story arc, but he was funny, too. Like, this dude was the funniest character. But what did you guys think about Finn, though? Peyton, I'll go with you next.
1: Uh, I forgot what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> story arc, humor, FN-2187, Stormtrooper, any of those bounce around.
1: Uh, He was black.
0: That was, was. Dude, right. Yes,
1: was. That's, what I, that's, that's what everyone's all happy about, right?
3: <laughs> Good old Finn Calrissian.
2: Oh, I, I'll tell you what
3: the,
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what the the best part is when they're about to go uh, into the into the shield reactor or whatever, and then he goes like, "So Han's like, so, you know how to do this? No, no idea. What? The galaxy's counting on us. Like, no, it's okay. We'll use the force." <laughs>
0: That's, that's not how a force. the force works. <laughs> what was your job here? Was Sanitation. Man.
1: <laughs> just the idea that the stormtroopers have positions like that—that's such yeah. a clever input of it. Because you never think about that. You always see them on patrol that and is such.
2: A Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. uh, kind of mythology going around, like yeah, when clerks came out, you know the whole thing, like ah, uh, contractors and builders and mm-hmm. just general workers.
1: But there's got to be I mean think think about what they made in this this one they had to turned a planet into a giant cannon. Think about the logistics involved with that. You got to have like people digging the universe's biggest ditches. Well, like think about I mean, what we went through to get the Panama Canal. What they would have to obviously, do to make that thing.
2: Obviously, the they started somewhere along the time of A New Hope or maybe even earlier. Maybe it was something that's been in development since uh since the the republic days maybe well, it was gonna be a how exactly how,
1: exact, public, how exactly does how exactly does that tie into the first order like i i it's not really clear if they're how related those are
2: oh maybe they just got it like okay huh, this weapon's decommissioned
0: let's uh finish it or something like that you mean the construction at star killer yeah yeah i just assume that for uh first order did it themselves
1: yeah that's what i assume too and it's it way been too like 20 years? short of time
2: a planet, a fucking planet? No, that's way That's like a. We're talking several centuries.
0: At least. Well, you gotta figure. I mean, technology, the rate at which things improve gets faster and faster as time goes by. Yeah, we but don't. This even, was a long, long time, time ago. Jesus Christ, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we went from. They started doing the Death Star at the end of Revenge of the Sith, and it took them 18 years to build it. And then they built another one before yeah, but return of the Jedi. The Death Star is not that
2: it's a small moon. Star Killer Base looks like a f- friggin' giant, like Earth-sized planet.
0: Yeah, but I mean you could try to argue if they want to go back in time and kinda of retcon this in there, they could say that maybe one person was trying to build a Death Star and they had the idea and they were like, no, let's just keep this really compact and tight and whatever, and then somebody else could have been like, why don't we make a plan at that? And then go, wow, that would take too long. And then go, well, we're going to start construction now anyway. You know what I mean? It could have been 70, 80 years that they were doing it.
1: I think we were missing a very critical boardroom scene that was not included (laughs) in any of these. Maybe maybe it's in a book.
0: Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) At least it's not the prequels where they would have had that boardroom scene. (laughs) It would have been the opening scene. Right. It would have been something like in the middle of two action things that would have killed the action. (laughs) Speaking of
3: missing scenes, now, like I said, I've only seen this once, so perhaps this part went over my head. But everybody – both sides are desperate to find Luke, but there doesn't seem to be any urgent reason why. What is the big reason why they want to find Luke?
0: He's Luke F. and Skywalker.
1: Yeah, but – fi- No, he's the final remaining Jedi, and the First Order wants to find him so that can wipe out the last of the Jedi. And... and
0: probably their ego because he's the dude that killed the Emperor, essentially. Cause... And the Resistance wants
1: to find him because he, he's still basically the chosen one. He's still the one that can bring balance to the Force and, and you know, lead them to victory and everything like that.
3: That makes sense. It just didn't seem like that they explicitly made that clear.
2: Let me, I, let, I let me say something. Let me, let me say something. that Here's the thing uh, as to why I'm not even going to dispute anyone's point of view. It's just that, thank God... I had a heavy week, you know It was a, a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, I'm just exhausted. I turned off my brain when I sat down to watch this movie, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm. I just fucking, I, I, I swallowed it all all the bullshit, all everything. If, if there's any bullshit at all, I didn't even notice It was great. I loved it. I wonder if I would have had the same uh um, opinion if I downloaded it with a cheap you know like pirate camera.
0: Dude, yeah, that's ridiculous. Russia. I don't know why people would do that <laughs> with Russian subtitles. If you've um, already seen it, it's a different story. If that's the first time you're seeing it, don't do that. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, if it's a, sh- if you know it's it's eh, it's a below-average movie. Yeah, okay, go. I don't give a shit. But Star yeah, Fantastic deserves, Four, don't go. Yeah, to, exactly. No, know. not even. Don't don't waste your don't waste your bandwidth with the Fantastic <laughs> Four.
0: <But laughs> I'm gonna throw a random question from my future list that I was gonna talk about, and now now because we're talking about it. Why isn't Leia a Jedi?
1: Because she doesn't have
0: force powers. She chose to have kids. She totally does. She does? They, they actually establish it, yeah, because yeah, she well, feels she Luke's presence Luke. in Empire. Yeah, Yeah. And exactly. then um... yeah, she
2: rescues Luke.
1: Okay, so she has minor force powers, but she's not, like, force-pushing things. She's not even wielding a lightsaber. She's I think not even really getting in like... the action. She's just, like, a background leader. Yeah, I don't mean, know why
3: she didn't train. I maybe, mean, it only t- it only no. took Ray like five minutes well, to learn how to use the force.
1: Well, no, he had na- well, he had a natural ability. Maybe the well, the force comes in different forms, and maybe her form is more intuition and leadership, and that's why she's uh, taking the role she has.
2: Here's the thing: I thought, uh, well, first of all, yeah, she had kids and stuff like that, and with the force, apparently, you need some sort of concentration where you f- set everything aside, clear your mind, and focus on what's you know only being clear-minded and all that and leia you know she's a leader a general a mother and so forth so Mm -hmm. i guess she never honed the skills
0: see that's something i hope that we build on in episode 8 i'd like to see some conversation with luke and leia where he says like you don't understand you didn't train and she would have been like i don't know maybe she says something like well you're the jedi in the family i'm the one that has to deal with the republic shit you know, just something. They need to address it at some point. They can't just kind of hand wave it as like, "but she didn't," and uh, don't forget, you know, forget about that kind of a thing. Like they need to address these kind of questions. Well, they kind of have, from from what I understand, pretty much anybody can tap into the
1: force in varying degrees. Just because she has any force ability doesn't mean she could just go and be a Jedi.
3: Speaking of the force and having abilities, can we all agree that thank God there was no mention of midi chlorians in the whole movie?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they, they said that was one of the first things they released when they were producing it that they were abandoning anything like that.
0: Mm, they're canon, so technically they're still real, but they're just going to focus less on that and they're going to focus well, more on like the it surrounds us and binds us and it's mystical energy well, and yeah. You know. Well, here's
1: here's how I would put it. It it's basically that was further back in history. And maybe they just didn't have as good of an understanding of it. Think of it being equated to sort of like how we used to think the world was flat. And then as our science got better, we were like, oh, no, it's it's round.
0: That's true. They could always say yeah. something like that. They just, you know, by episode fuck eight. a revelation, eight, they, revelation
2: the dude? And the world's fucking round.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're teaching
1: you down there in Brazil. <laughs>
0: teach. What is this teach? Um, so let's go back to Finn a little bit. Um, Finn went from a stormtrooper who on his first battle decided that he didn't want to be the type of person that they wanted him to be. And he ends up being a good guy and whatever. And um, he says a line in there about, uh, they they sort of reference the fact that he was stolen from a family. He wasn't like a clone where he was born into the empire, but he was stolen as a kid and brainwashed. That brings up two different questions that I've got. Actually it brings up more than two, but I'll bring to more of them a little bit later. One of them. Who are Finn's parents? Are they going to just be regular people, like they're just you know, uh, if we find out that Finn is actually named like I don't know, there was that name Coast Dash it that was going around. Just be like a, just give him that fucking name, just Coast Dash it, and he he was born from Mary and Jim Dash it. Are they just going to be like two random ass people, or are they going to be people like Lando or? Uh, Maybe a direct descendant from Mace Windu, or maybe somebody from the prequels that we've seen just in the background, like some random ass character. Or you know, like, the, do you think it's going to be somebody important, and that's why they're going to build to it, or are they just going to be regular people? Because I'm leaning towards just regular people.
1: Tony, you are such a racist. You think the only people he could be related to is Lando or Mace Windu? <laughs> what if he's like a distant relative of that one thing with the really, really long neck?
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. He does pop out of that uh, Stormtrooper helmet pretty good. <laughs> but, like, I would lean more towards it just being a random character. But there's actually, for anybody who doesn't follow Star Wars Rebels, there's a little kid around the age of when Rebels has taken place, which I think is five years before A New Hope. And, yeah, I'm going to point it out. He's a black kid. I can't remember his name. But he's a Stormtrooper in training who is working... He defects and he starts working for the rebel side i don't remember that kid's name and i don't know if they're planning it but he would be right around the age where by the time that uh you know this 30 year gap happens and stuff like that he could totally be finn's dad if they wanted to bring it you know a connection like that in there so they could do stuff like that but would you guys like to see something important like that or do you kind of just go well he was born from two people and it doesn't really matter See now, here's the thing. They
1: didn't really make a big thing about his parents. I mm-hmm. think it's better if they just say nobody. The the more air of mystery around parents is with Ray's parents. So that's the one you got to have a
0: more important reveal for. I'm gonna hold off on talk about Ray's parents for mm-hmm. right now. That's gonna be a big topic. I want to get back to that, but if, you know, we're gonna oh, we're gonna talk a lot about that one. Uh, the other question I have though with Finn though, since he broke the conditioning of their programming. Is he Force-sensitive? He also fought with a lightsaber. And he fought pretty damn well with that lightsaber, too.
3: That's what I was thinking, too. I had—I mean, if he is Force-sensitive, then I'm more accepting to him wielding the lightsaber so well. I understand that he's a stormtrooper and he was trained to battle. But that's not just a regular sword. It's not just, you know, any regular weapon. That is a lightsaber. And he was holding his own with Kylo Ren for a while.
0: Now, Kylo Ren was injured. Which, it's actually a little problem that I have with the movie. They gave us another excuse to not have a ridiculous lightsaber fight, but I'll let it slide, because it was still fun. But he was injured, so you got a little bit of an explanation of why maybe he could, but I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe he has a little bit in him.
2: Nah, I think a little it was bit just, what? Like just the force. Yeah, a little, little nah, bit of force sensitivity. I, I don't know. I think it was mostly like... I'm a man and I am just as good as you are with a blade because I can do it and all that shit. And I don't think it has
0: anything to do with the force. Ray, on the other hand, will let's talk about that later. Yeah. How cool was it though, the stormtrooper fighting with that weapon? Yeah, that was cool.
1: <laughs> it it actually felt a little out of place in Star Wars. It felt more like something that would have been out of that Warcraft movie I saw a trailer for.
0: <laughs> I have no interest in that movie at all.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys, come on. Really?
1: I'll go see it. The problem is it's, like, five years too late, but... Mm.
2: <laughs> no, I'd rather it be now than uh, have, than like, ever. effects that are not as good. Yeah, that's true. I still won't be seeing it either
0: way. <laughs> but the orcs are... Oh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. Just because he got big-ass teeth doesn't mean I give a shit.
1: <laughs> I'm disappointed... If, if, if For just touching trailers here, I'm disappointed that Batman vs. Superman was the same damn trailer that we saw online all
0: this time. Actually I didn't get that in front of either of mine. Neither did really? I really like, Yeah Huh. Yeah, well, I'll didn't. go I'll go back to that <laughs> a little bit later with the difference between viewings. Uh so let's talk about, about Ray here. Ray is the main character. I mean Finn's kinda yeah. the driving force in the movie, but she is our go to person from the future now. And there was a lot of people that were kind of like iffy. I mean, you know, a lot of people were complaining about like her whitewashing star Wars and there are stupid people doing everything, but some people were complaining that they were like, well, how's a woman going to hold her own or whatever, ignoring the fact that why not? But, uh, did you guys like, uh, Rey? Cause I thought she was great. All right. Well, I have she to say fucking something. Rocked. First she, she fucking rocked.
1: rocked. She absolutely yeah. did. Here's the thing about, uh, what's her name? Daisy, uh, Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley. Just like Mark Hamill, when he played Luke Skywalker, she was a fucking nobody before she did this role. She did basically nothing. She did like some TV, a a couple music videos. That's all that was on her resume. She just won the casting calls that they did and got this role. And if you want to draw another parallel with A New Hope, the same thing happened here. They just knocked it out of the park with who they picked, created a completely new star with a fresh face, And that's one of the things that I think helped make that Luke Skywalker character feel so organic is that it wasn't a face that I saw. So it didn't feel like, oh, well, there's Robin Williams or (laughs) uh, whoever played it. (laughs) Well, I'm just (laughs) saying in general. Look at me with the lightsaber. (laughs) 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 I just meant like when I see Robin Williams in a movie, it's always, okay, well, I know Robin Williams is playing this character. But when I saw Mark Hamill playing him, I was like, no, okay, there's Luke Skywalker. And then if I ever saw him in anything else, it's like, oh, hey, Luke, it's Luke Skywalker doing that thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. The actor,
2: to, the actor tried to break away from that by not doing any sci-fi after uh, Star Wars for a while. He did some plays in Broadway and stuff. And well, I think he, he got Ant- away it.
1: from that by messing up his face and never really yeah. work in Hollywood again.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, typecast. I, I like Daisy Ridley. Walking. I I like when they for these films cast people who I'm not already familiar with. Like, you know, I don't watch the show Girls, but I know that Kylo Ren. Um, what is his name? Adam um, Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah, I know he's on that show, but I've never seen it, so I don't have any preconceived notions about what he's all about. So I thought that was good. I hope uh, in Daisy... that show he goes, "What girl?" <laughs> <laughs> da- Daisy Ridley, I thought, did a good job as Ray. One casting decision though that I wish they would have changed was one of the resistance fighters was Matt Parkman from Heroes. Yeah, so like, exactly. hey, it's
0: Matt Parkman. Greg, Greg, whatever, yeah. Oh, he was just snap something. He's just like the new wedge merged with Porkins. No, no, but his face is like
2: we all know who he is, so it kind of spoils the whole He can read know. people's
3: minds.
0: Yeah. Uh, See, so yeah, I like that. And I like that they had the guy from um X-Men The Last Stand and a bunch of other movies. I can't remember his name right now. He was one of the people working in the uh the war room. I think he was in Rush Hour Two. Maybe Rush Hour One. God, the guy's just, he's his name's escaping me, I don't know. Um but I'm they, really not they, done
1: talking about Ray.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I want to talk more about Ray because this character was freaking awesome. I'm seeing a lot of people heralding her as uh this great feminist character, and that's great. I'm I'm happy people see that. And a lot of people are also, of course, on the other side, complaining that it's over the top. And I, I'm thinking I'm going into this with an objective view on that. I don't think it was. I mm-hmm. think it was subtle. There was that one line where she was like, you don't need to hold my hand while we're running. Or I know how to run without you holding my hand, whatever it was.
0: Right. Yeah, that, I think it was, Um. I, don't, I can know how to run without you holding my hand.
1: That That's cool. I'm fine with that. You know, that, I There's a lot of sassy girls I know that say stuff like that. So right. that's fine. Uh, other than that, it was never over the top. She knew how to use her weapon. She mm-hmm. slowly figured out what her powers were. Well, not slowly, but slowly as far as the pacing throughout the movie. And I don't know. I love cheering her on. She was very likable. And I'm excited to see where she, her
0: path goes. Mm-hmm. Like they they had her be very capable for everything, but mm-hmm. they didn't beat you over the head with the idea of something like with the Supergirl TV show where they're like – She's, you know, being able to beat people up and whatever like that. And they're flat out going, and she's a girl. It was like nobody in this movie addressed the fact that she was a, a woman and said she shouldn't be doing that because she's a woman.
3: No, I agree. And that's totally how they should do it, too. It's right. one of those things where she's a good character, she's a badass who happens to be a woman.
0: Right. Where if you could have rewritten the role and just made it so, I mean, even the name Ray is not a female name, it's just whatever happens to be whoever. Like, if you could have, if you would have recast John Boyega, and you would have put Alex Pettifer, yeah, he was one of the people that was rumored for a role in the movie, blonde-haired white guy, it wouldn't have changed the Finn character. Likewise, if the same actor would have been Rey, it wouldn't have changed the Ray character. They might not have had the, hold the hand line in there, but it she wasn't written as a woman who can do whatever, she was just written as someone who can do whatever. And that's why it works because you're not beating people over the head with it. So I think that that's a great step in the right direction. Uh, I saw actually um, to address the differences between the two viewings that I had, there were no kids in the first viewing and lots of kids in the second one in both viewings. When you got that scene where she catches the lightsaber, everybody in the auditorium, went yeah and clapped and everything like that there wasn't anybody going like oh fuck this why did the woman get it like you know thank god because everybody was just turned around and like dude really (laughs) like
2: i think they're just cheering for the lightsaber period maybe i don't know
0: but like no 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 pun intended like i i didn't hear anybody leaving complaining about the way that she was written or anything like that everybody seems to just be on board with her so that's awesome credit to daisy ridley too for that Oh, she was amazing, man. I
2: you know, I disagree if they cast someone else, I don't know, it, it might not have worked
0: as well. But well, no, I don't mean like as far as acting goes. I mean just it's like if Ray the character would have been a guy, it would have been the same character other than being a guy. Mm, perhaps. I don't know. I I mean it, the way it is is
2: perfect. I think it's they nailed it. The, the the character, I think it has to be female and and she has to be sort of a, a tomboy, but not over the top with it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: definitely not like a damsel in distress or anything. And she knows her way around any, anything technical. It's great. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, can we talk about who her
0: parents might be now? Yeah, let's address the Bantha in the room. Is it okay. Luke? I
2: want to say yes. And I want to say Luke left her there because he didn't want her to get contaminated
0: by the dark side either. Because they don't officially confirm it. And I'm worried that it might not be. I'm just glad
3: because I was so expecting that end scene when she hands him the lightsaber. I was so much expecting that he was going to say, thank you, my daughter, or something like that. And I thought that's how it was going to end. I'm glad they didn't, though.
0: (laughs) She says, Luke, I am your daughter. (laughs) Whether
3: whether or not it is, I'm just glad that they didn't shoehorn that in at the end. Same here.
0: They might have, and they might have cut it out. That was the last shot of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe they filmed that and then they were just... It was an like, amazing last shot, ridiculous. by the
2: way. It was a great
0: last shot. But what do you guys think? I mean, they they referenced enough things that make you think that she is. But that also kind of makes me think that maybe they're just playing the red herring game. Like... Oh, maybe.
2: Who, but who yeah. else is strong with the Force? I mean, if the family... I mean, no one... Can we have that much power of the force, except for the Anakin family, uh, Anakin Skywalker,
0: uh, the Skywalker, what family. The Skywalker what, family?
1: What if she's Han and Leia?
0: Well, that would have been a little bit weird because yep. they never mentioned their yeah. daughter. Yeah,
2: I so, mean they, they do have in the in the in the lore. I know they have two sons and a daughter, right? right.
0: Yeah, yeah, Anakin Solo, Jason Solo, who it's basically Ben Solo in this one, yep. uh, and Jaina or Jaina. I don't know.
2: Like it's yeah, there you, there you go. Um, and then why, Luke would has she been. Ha, why would she have been abandoned? That makes no sense.
0: Now, some because theories they separated. Are, well, some theories I'm
2: thinking yeah, about. Han or Leo wouldn't have done that. They would have left it with someone they know at least. They wouldn't have to sell. I mean, they have enough, you know,
0: credits or money or whatever. Or if resources. they remember. Because the theory that's going around now that I'm hearing mm-hmm. from a lot of people is: what if? Because we see, you know, different force powers as time goes on. Kylo Ren's got the ability to go into people's minds and be able to, you know, read their minds and stuff. What if Luke also has the ability to not only do that, which is where Kylo Ren learned it, what oh, if he's got yeah. the ability to erase people's minds? Oh, shit, that's awesome. Yeah. The, I so mean, he that's, you know, he could have erased the the memory of her from Han and Leia, or he could have erased the memory from Han and Leia of his own daughter, or and it's like, there's so many things about this. It's like, it's all over the place. He could have been off training with Kylo Ren for maybe a decade for all we know. Cause we don't know how long he was training him. Maybe she was born in that time period and Luke never told them like, there's a lot of stuff here, but there's a lot of things that kind of like, they could have officially said it, but they didn't like Maz Kanata hands her the right. lightsaber. I, but uh, here's the thing.
2: It can't possibly be Han. She can't possibly be Han and Leia's because otherwise he'd have to wipe it, like Men in Black shit, like wipe I and mean, like everyone's memory. Hey, remember that girl? That's uh, Han and Leia's uh, daughter. Yeah, forget
0: her. Like, well, the lightsaber I mean, specifically calls to her. Maz Kanata says she says, you know, it was your grandfather's. Or no, she doesn't say it was your grandfather's. It was. Anakin's, and then it's Luke's, and it's calling to you. So it implies that she's, you know, the next descendant.
3: Yeah. She's a Skywalker, I think. Don't you think the implications are too much? They're making it too obvious or trying to point to that too much. Here's the thing.
2: Like, Luke, honestly, like, seeing a new hope, it's like, it's so obvious how Luke knows nothing about the Force. All of a sudden, Obi-Wan talks him for, like, a half, I don't know how long, like, not even a day from from Tatooine and then... uh, to the Millennium Falcon, and then the Death Star, and he teaches Luke absolutely nothing about the Force. Just use your feelings, use your feelings. It binds us the, the galaxy and all that. But Luke goes ahead and uses it to fuck over the Death Star. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know? that was
1: that was that was poor seventies writing, is what that yes. was. I mean,
2: here's the thing. But it's it's still okay, I, whatever. But it's still kind of subtle. I mean, he uses it here and there, here and there, sporadically, but. but Ev- clearly, the force is extremely strong with him. Why wouldn't his <laughs> Why wouldn't his daughter also have that? okay you know, do you she, think I that mean, she I mean, I mean, Luke's Excuse me, but she, that I mean that shit escalated quickly. If there's a negative side to Ray, heck, the whole movie. If there's a negative thing that that I found was that that shit escalated really quickly. Like mm-hmm. she's like, oh, like I'm a nobody, and that's like. Uh, uh, like, I can move that shit with my mind. It's like, you know, like, I can fucking... I can I can beat Kylo Ren up with a lightsaber. Like, that kind of shit. Like, whoa.
0: Like, chill, dude. Peyton, what do you think? Is, Mastery, is she like, Luke's daughter or is she somebody else's daughter?
1: I think it's way too obvious that they're trying to make it look like she's Luke's. I think that it's more likely she's Han and Leia's. Especially because I think it would be very poetic for it to be her against Kylo Ren. As brother and sister, and that could either work, where you know one of them has to destroy the other, or maybe she is able to turn him back to the light side. I mean, if they really are copying the trilogy, that's pretty much what they would do, right? At the very end. Here's
0: well, I'm really hoping that we Snoke. don't get. I I really hope we don't get the whole the the masked Skywalker turns from the dark to the light at the end. I don't want to see just the same exact story. I want Kylo Ren to be flat out fucking evil. Mhm. Yeah, like
2: mad with evil.
0: Mhm.
1: <laughs> he just killed his he just killed his dad. I'm pretty sure you don't come back from that.
0: And not only yeah, did he kill his dad, he killed bitch. Han solo. Son mm-hmm. of a like bitch. everybody's kind of just kind of like, oh man, Han died. Like But they telegraphed that a hundred different ways in the oh, movie before did. there. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I mean even before the movie came out, it was like, all right, well, is Han going to die? Is Chewie going to die, or are both of them going to die? No, right. The only reason yep. I think
2: Han died is because uh, I think Harrison Ford was like, well, all right, but I'm only doing one movie. That's a possibility.
0: He did want to die little multiple shit. times before. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, but what did you guys think about Han and Chewie for the most part? You know, he came off as Han Solo to me, not Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Was, I liked him. Hey, it was, it it was great with, to see him back.
1: He was, was goofy old man's Han Solo. Like it's, it was perfect.
0: My favorite line probably to illustrate that was when he says, uh, which the dialogue in the scene is ridiculous. It's kind of like stupid in a lot of ways, but the whole you, you sold this or whatever to conjure club. I didn't talk to conjure club told that to conjure club. And I'm like, how many times we're going to say conjure club. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the best part about that though, which was the Han Solo moment for me was when he says, have I ever let you down? And he goes, yeah, twice. And he goes, what was the second time? <laughs> <laughs> that that couple seconds of like, all right, well, I remember one, <laughs> but there was that, and then the line about um, women always know, learn the truth. Yeah, you know,
1: oh,
2: yeah.
0: Like, Typical. This line. was Han Solo, yeah. fucking Han Solo. Oh yeah, you know?
2: yeah. I write, I write in a in another review that yeah, it was, it didn't feel like it was just Harrison Ford as you know Han Solo. It was. Han Solo. Like, he mm-hmm. really played the character again. He did not forget how
3: to play the character. And that I, I was totally obvious. I kind of can't say the
0: same for Carrie Fisher.
3: Yeah, but... Oh she well. was on screen for, like, it felt like, what, two minutes total?
0: Not that okay, much, but... but she... I don't know. And then when it she was... was
3: there, it just seemed her performance
0: was kind of flat to me. It's like she didn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah, how
1: How is that any different from her performance before? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Did you know what was different? She didn't have coke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where she had less of it. Yeah, so she had like, less somehow, right? Uh she looked better though than I thought that she was gonna look. Like she complained about having to lose weight. She did a good enough job.
2: No, she she was fine. I mean she did yeah, she did what she had to do, but she was very secondary in this one. I think we're gonna see a lot more of her on um episode mm-hmm. eight. Hopefully. I don't know. She, they they uh, basically right.
1: skipped what they did before. They basically relegated it to her to her role was in uh, Return of the Jedi. And I think that's just where she's going to stay.
0: I think and we're going to see more of her, but I also think we're going to see roughly the same amount depending on whether or not Lando comes back.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That was one of my big, like, back. huh kind of moments was that there wasn't any reference to Lando. And I was like, well, Billy Dee said that he's interested in coming back. And maybe they just didn't have a spot for him in this movie, so maybe Lando is going to come back to kind of fill in that Han Solo part a little bit. Kind of like I
1: feel like they that, that's they slotted Ray into though.
0: Well, not not so much like piloting the Millennium Falcon, but as like another one of the legacy characters. Uh, like fifty percent, will give it to. It's sort of like if you balance out what Han and Leia had in this movie, next movie will be. Luke and then the other fifty percent will be Han and uh, uh Leia and Lando. Because Luke will be obviously much, much bigger. I mean he didn't say one goddamn word in this whole movie.
2: Hey, you know what? You know what? Uh there's a there's this um theory that states that the protagonist of Star Wars is Han Solo. Of the whole story? I mean, it couldn't be of the whole and story. The, the Whole story uh, yeah. if anybody it's R2D too. <laughs> Well, I knew hope at least I knew hope. No, I, I I knew hope. I knew hope. Right. I knew hope. Uh he in um it was, hope. You know, it's, it's always bothered me. It's always bothering me because what? <laughs> I just got What? Oh, I might, did I miss something?
0: <laughs> no, I can see the argument because he's the one who has the, the big, big character arc of like changing from bad guy to good guy kind of a thing. But Luke does too. I mean there I think it's clearly Luke. No, but not only that. It's it's not. It's not.
2: It's not just that. It's like when I saw Luke on screen, it becomes absolutely obvious who the absolute center of the entire episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. It's obvious that the absolute point of reference is always going to be Luke, because I I really felt like that was the most that was the strongest emotional point to me when I
3: saw Luke take off his hood.
0: Mm -hmm. He looks awesome too. Everybody agree. That's fucking ruled, yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, How much yeah. do you think Luke made for his appearance in this film? 20 bucks. <laughs> I mean, he was in That's it for all annoying. 30 seconds, didn't say a damn word. Looked badass. But
1: So, can I I just got to say one of the first things I saw that was related to when they started producing this movie was a shot of all the actors sitting in a circle doing a, mm-hmm. a read-through of the script. Yeah, the and man. now thinking back on that, I remember Mark Hamill being in that picture. I must have been like, <laughs> wow. That must have been, like, such a fun day for him to be there.
0: Like, he's got reading the whole script, and then they're like, you know, say, like, J.J. Abrams is doing the narration. He's like, and then Ray holds up the lightsaber, and then everybody looks at Mark Hamill, and he goes... And then they're like, all right, good deal.
3: He goes, Avengers? Uh. He just showed up so he could go to the craft service table. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And they're like, you gotta be losing weight, don't chips. you? <laughs> then Harry Pots up there. Are they got to coke around here. <laughs> uh, real quick, let's throw out there: C three PO and R two D two. I'm very glad that they didn't have much to do. Three PO is kind of annoying, and um... I thought,
1: wasn't it adorable that R two D two was like in a little coma? <laughs> like they found a way to have him be in a coma, so they could have him there, but like not have him be in your face the whole
0: time. Well, see, the coma thing is actually another one of those things that comes up in the theory that Rey is Luke's daughter because he's in low-power mode as soon as uh, Luke leaves, he says. And R2-D2 comes out of it only when Rey shows up at that base. So it's like maybe it's something with, like, uh, you know, when you come across that kind of, like, you and know, my daughter. Well, or whatever. Yeah, like or that. I thought Rey it was... Recognized her.
3: I thought it was more that he came to life because they other had the other part of the map that they wanted to connect, and which was really, that really knew obvious. Which, yeah, which was really obvious that R two had the other part.
0: Yeah, but if he would have become back to back to life, I guess you'd say he would have done that earlier because BB eight was in there before.
1: Yeah, they had that yeah. since like half hour
0: into the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you want to talk about adorable BB eight? Oh my goodness. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm um, glad like, it was I'm was... glad it wasn't ridiculous.
3: Because, you know, it was one of those characters like with Jar Jar and the Ewoks. Before the movie comes out, everybody loves him. And then, you know, a lot of people change their opinion. With this one, everyone has been embracing BB eight for months now, and I'm glad he wasn't super annoying. He was good.
0: Oh, BB eight had... Go ahead, babe.
3: He had
1: such adorable moments that mm-hmm. I even me as a fully grown adult can help but laugh. I think my favorite part was when Finn and Rey are first taken off in the Millennium Falcon, and they're trying to fix yep. some part. And, like, BB-8 gets caught in between Finn having to, like, hide that he's actually not part of the Resistance. And he's, like, first off, he's, like, looking back and forth between the two in this comical fashion. <laughs> uh, uh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then finally he covers for him, and Finn gives him, like, a thumbs up. And then BB-8 puts out this little, like, arm with a flame thing that looks look like a thumbs up. It <laughs> was I-
0: fantastic. Everybody in the theater, both times, ate that moment up so much. And at that moment, I literally thought to myself: the first time I was watching, it, I was like, "God damn it, I love BB-8! All right, I love him." Like that was one of my favorite moments of the entire movie. The little thumbs up, the little. <laughs> and how sad he looked when he was guilt tripping Ray. It's like, if you go to the left, that'll reach town. Don't go to the right, because that's the quicksand thing or whatever. And then he's just kind of like, all right, I'll follow you. And she's like, no, no, you're not going to follow me. And he's like, oh, Aww. and he starts rocking back and forth like, <laughs> well, I guess I'll just kind of be by myself now. shame I don't have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. And then he was so
1: happy when she said he could come. He's like, woo! Right. Yeah.
0: He's just like, oh, <laughs> sweet. This is awesome. <laughs> Oh, I love Han Solo. going. Get out of the way, ball.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Before we leave the droids, we, we didn't really talk about C-3PO. He was kept to a minimum. He wasn't offensive. But as a matter of fact, he had a really great line. When, like It's like Han and Leia have their moment when they're first seeing each other. And then he just pops up in front. He's like, oh, Han Solo. I can't believe it's you. It's, it's me, C-3PO. You might not recognize me because I have a red arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he was kept very minimal. Like, you see, like, episode 2, three, uh, 3PO, and it's terrible. Ugh. It's one of the most annoying things out of all the movies. With the stormtrooper head, or the, mm-hmm. yeah, the t- head, the droid I'm no, quite droid beside head, myself yeah. and all this. Oh, it's just like, this like, oh, such Jesus a drag. Christ. Yeah. But this one was just like, 3PO didn't need to do anything else. He's in the movie, cool. He's still hanging by Leia, awesome, exactly where he should be. And he's just kind of like, hey, I'm an annoying little fuck. I'll see you later. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it was That's good easy. they didn't overuse him.
0: And I like the little, like, uh, brotherly kind of attitude that we can see budding between BB-8 and R2. They like he bumps in them, and he's just kind of like, hey, I'm BB-8. Hey. Hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> play? Yeah, you want to play, play? Huh? You want to be my friend? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I love BB-8 so much, like, I... I hate to say something so sacrilegious, but if they got rid of R two D two, like you know, if he bit the bullet at some point, at least we got BB eight.
1: I almost feel like that's what they're setting it up.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I want to. I, get I feel right
1: like I
0: three
2: PO.
1: I feel like episode eight R two D two is going to have to sacrifice himself to like do something big. Possibility Probably never finish the big baddie at the end there.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll think leave they'll do it episode nine. nine.
1: Yeah, because they want to yeah, have all maybe, of them. Maybe he'll even be the one that takes out Snoke.
0: <laughs> That'd be awesome. Let's talk about Snoke, actually. Uh, here's a couple uh-huh. questions about Snoke. Is he that big? No. That The first thing
3: I thought was, I'm guessing it has to be like the Wizard of Oz, right? That he's actually either normal sized or more likely they're going to reveal that he's like a little guy like Yoda. And then, <laughs> then they're going to hope that that gets a bunch of laughs when he's first shown. You know, oh, look, he's a little guy. But he's pretending he's big, I, so it's like the Wizard of Oz.
1: I, I imagine he's actually, like, microscopic.
3: That could be, too, <laughs> <Not> yeah. microscopic,
1: <laughs> but, like, elf, elf on a shelf sized, at least.
3: <laughs> elf on a shelf <laughs> Because it was so, I mean, so huge, and they don't have, like, giants like that that they've shown, really. So as soon as I saw that he was actually a holographic projection, then I started thinking, what does he really look like? Or, you mm-hmm. know, his scale, anyway. I hope they don't go with the anything like
0: that. You don't think he looks anything like it? I said I hope he
1: doesn't, because he looks stupid. I thought it was one of the worst character designs they've had in a long this
0: whole movie, I would say. See, Snoke is one of my biggest problems with this movie. Actually, one of my biggest problems in general, I don't love the villains. Snoke is just Um, Palpatine. No, he sucks. Palpatine is way that's that's the better way to put it is he's a shittier Palpatine. (laughs) Like, he's the quote-unquote mysterious, although he doesn't seem all that mysterious, guy in the background who's working manipulation from the dark side and has deformities. Now,
3: in defense of Snoke, this is the first that we're seeing him in this movie, Uh, and I'm sure we'll see more and and we'll find out more. We We saw such a little bit. Like, imagine if you're basing what you know about the Emperor just on Empire Strikes Back. And going back to the original uh, one before they replaced him. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: he I don't creepy. think. Yeah, he was creepy. He like kind
3: of reminded me of like Dr. Claw. I loved him.
1: This guy, not so much.
0: The fact that it's so similar though, that's what bugs me. Oh, yeah. This character is
1: like, just so plain. Like there's like no detail to his body and then he just has like the weird mouth and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's boring. Boy,
2: that's the mystery of it. No, don't reveal too much about him don't say anything about him it's just hey he's the big evil dude what's behind it I mean when Empire came out and you first saw Palpatine that big giant head and Vader's looking up it was like uh, I guess people were
0: asking the same questions they're like what's up with those chimp eyes <laughs> <laughs> is he Darth Plagueis <laughs> a lot I of had, theories I about that I considered
3: that I don't know a lot yeah, of I theories about that I about that
1: either I think we need to see him with his powers because just seeing him sitting there on the throne, he's just boring. So maybe if they can really do, because man, Kylo Ren had some of the most awesome Jedi powers we've seen anybody have, and if this guy's the guy running the show above him, I need to see what this guy's capable
2: of. He's capable Are of throwing also... a fit and breaking a bunch of shit on a on a ship. That's what.
0: That's for sure. We also need to know what his connection is and stuff, which that's one of those things we don't know that I'm okay with not knowing right now, is how Snoke got involved in this whole thing. Because even Han and Leia know Snoke. So it's not like they've never met before or something, you know what I mean? Like, I I hate the name, by the way. Supreme Leader Snoke. Supreme Leader is kind of cool. Snoke. All right. Snoke. Yeah, The names in general. Snoopsy. Kylo Ren is a dumb name. Poe Dameron is a dumb name. Captain Phasma is a dumb name. They're all dumb. Boba like... Fett's a dumb name. Yeah, I don't like that name either. <laughs> I was disappointed we
3: didn't see a Boba Fett. I don't think he's dead. A, a- Boba Fett? A Boba Fett. Any of them. None of the Boba Fetts. Time.
0: I hope so. Yeah, possibility. I think it's more if we're like a book that they're going to do or something. But uh, we've got it's my, I just want to go right into uh, the comparisons again. General Hux, he's just Tarkin.
1: No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. There's a big difference between him and Tarkin. And I'll tell you what it is.
0: This one's got he more freaking, energy.
1: He sassed Kylo Ren, like, right at the beginning of the movie. I was like, what? Like, Kylo Ren showed all these impressive powers, and then, like, ten minutes later, this guy's just, like, telling him what's what and what's going to be happening, and he's just, like, his little bitch.
0: <laughs> well, Tarkin's the one who told Vader to stop choking the guy in A New Hope. Yeah.
1: I think he was more giving him, like, advice. Like, I, I think Vader could have done whatever the heck he wanted. But this guy was like, Vader, come on, dude. And he, he trusted what this guy was saying. So he was like, oh, you're right. Okay, I'll chill.
3: Well, Kylo Ren isn't an,
1: like, giving him boss.
3: Kylo Ren isn't a fully developed Vader. So I think this is the early stages. You know, he wants to get to that level. So I don't think he's quite, I don't want to say confident enough, but he's not fully developed enough to be able to just, you know, like Vader would just snap on him.
1: Well, I think the problem is that they haven't really established what this hierarchy they have is. So, okay, so Snoke is at the top. Mm-hmm. But then you got these two guys. Who's two and who's three? If it's even these guys, are there are there people in between?
0: I'm guessing. Yeah, because they- all they all they said was that Carlo Ren's the master of the Knights yeah. of Wren, which I don't like that name either, too, the Knights of Wren. <laughs> it sounds pretentious,
2: but I mean I think that's what the character still is. Like in a way, like think of him as Anakin Skywalker. Like he's this young, hotshot who thinks he's all this, who thinks he's awesome and he can do whatever he wants. But it's not the case. In fact, when Ray, uh, you know, makes her escape, he's like guards, and then he just starts breaking shit, throwing a fit. Like it was actually kind of funny. It was.
0: No, a lot of people way. after that, yeah, yeah, where they just turn around, they're just
2: like, oh fuck this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I like that moment.
2: Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> So, I mean, you you see, so the character, it definitely, when you see him trying to get his lightsaber back, using the force because it's far away, it's kind of hesitating. It's just kind of shaking in the the snow, and it finally makes its way, but, you know, he had, he couldn't pull it off.
3: Were any of you guys surprised at that moment when you saw him try to grab the lightsaber and it went to Rey? As soon as it didn't immediately go to Kylo Ren's hand, I was like, oh, it's going to go to Rey.
0: I wasn't too surprised, but at the same time, I was thinking that maybe that there was a possibility that Luke would pop up, hmm. that he would have been stopping it. You know yeah, I mean? I'm
2: glad that didn't happen because that would have been kind of lame, but I was expecting mm-hmm. it to
3: happen. It would have been convenient, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm too, glad it went with uh, little too instead. Convenient. Yeah.
0: But let's talk Kylo Ren. I'm, I'm not 100% sold on him yet. Everybody seems to love him. And I do like the character, but I'm, I need to reserve my judgment based off of where they're going to go in the future. Like, I said before, I don't want another trilogy where a masked Skywalker turns from the dark to the light. So, if this whole story is just going to build up to him killing Snoke, I've seen it before, do something different. But I do like that they are doing some different things. Like, he's, you know, uh, smacking himself because he wants to get rid of the pain temporarily to be able to fight. Like, he seems like a messed up kid so that's kind of interesting and the idea of him being ben solo a little bit weird but at the same time i'm glad they went with it uh i loved the idea that there was the ben skywalker and the fact that we didn't get that in this made me a little bit disappointed so the fact that they went with the ben name i was like all right kind of, that's kind of cool i like that a little bit but at the same time i laughed when uh, han uh han solo is just like ben <laughs> <laughs> So obviously it's
3: in tribute to Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. but why wouldn't they call him Obi Wan then? Because Ben was the name that he chose when he was hiding out, right? That was like his
0: secret name. I think that's probably why. Okay. Because Luke knew him more as Ben. Then yeah. again, of course, you know he's not Luke's kid. Yeah, and but... But, you
2: know you won't draw too much attention. You know who knows.
0: Yeah. Okay. Obi-Wan, Plus Ben that. Solo is a little bit easier than Obi Wan Solo. Like they probably, when they were thinking about doing this movie, they were like, "Well, let's go with the Ben name because it's like kids can remember it easier, and it's easier to spell, and mm-hmm. you know." Although it's kind of weird that it's like Ben, Kylo Ren. I thought, Rey.
3: yeah, Ren and Ray. The similarity there, I thought, was weird.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of my issues. Is I, I think that the people naming things in this movie were a little bit weird, um, which are mostly J.J. Abrams. Apparently, like he named. Poe Dameron after uh, his assistant and his uh, little kid stuffed bear. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Phasma, I think, was just like he watched like some old. Yeah, there's a 1940s thing 70s. or something.
2: Yeah. Which, by the way, he's uh, he's uh, reworking. The, he's uh, I don't know. He's He has the original print and he's going to re-release it next year. Hmm. Phantasm is called. Yeah. yeah
3: that's, so that's one thing that is talking about the character names. It's like it reminded me of like in lord of the rings you have sauron and saruman it's like yeah that bugged me little <laughs> little too similar come on there's there's a whole universe of names pick a different name
0: mhm then what do you guys think we going we're going to get with kylo ren in the future do you want him to turn to the light side again cuz he's been struggling with the light kind of a thing or do you want him to just get you know he's full on dark side as long as uh... it makes sense
3: i'd be okay with either if he does eventually turn to the light side or if he just continues on his path on the dark side i'm okay with either as long as the story there makes sense now to me i know tony you were saying you weren't so hot on kylo ren i think he was probably the most intriguing character of the movie i want to know more about his story i identified well i don't want to say i identified most but i was most uh i guess intrigued like i already said by him that's the one that i want to learn more about
0: payton what do you think what do you want the future to be I want him to die. Because he killed on Solo? Well, that's a big part of
1: it, but also because he's just a whiny, emo little bitch. <laughs> he I is a I bitch. Can, can not stand. He's just, like, throwing little whiny fits all the time and crying about this, that, and the other thing.
0: Well, he's got a lot of Vader in him, and that's what he did in the prequels.
1: Oh, my God, and that stupid mask he puts on. First off, why does he need the mask?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's no ugly, Like, man, Darth Vader... Know to be like grandpa darth
1: vader had the darth vader had the mask because he needed it to cover his respiratory system this guy has no need for it his voice sounds freaking stupid he uh, god i hated this character so much and not like a good kind of hate i was just like this disappointed me because you we were talking before about uh how characters might seem cool how we see them before the release and kylo ren looked freaking badass and he had a few moments that were really awesome. I mean, that opening scene actually set him up really well where I thought he was cool. Mm, but then not too long the after...
0: blaster bolt. Yeah, that was fucking crazy.
1: But then not too long after, like, first off, there's that one other guy who I, I, you mentioned before, I don't remember his name, but completely demasculates debascula- him, emasculates him by talking down to him and telling him what's what. And then the, uh... he takes off his helmet and he's crying and, like,
0: Max von Sydow's character, I mean? No, I think he's
3: talking about Hux.
1: Maybe.
0: The the old guy at the beginning? We were, you, were you talking about? The one that emasculates him?
1: The guy that-, that he was in a power struggle with, basically. Oh,
0: that's Hux. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Even the whole scene with Han when he's like, I need you to help me.
0: <laughs> and when yeah, he dropped was, the that helmet... That kind of fucking
1: see, weird. Did you see how heavy the helmet was?
0: Yeah, when he slammed I mean, it down, it was like, ba-bam! And it's like, dude, your neck must be killing you. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? You know, when he first took off his uh, his helmet, I was like, oh my god, it's Marilyn Manson. <laughs> a young Marilyn Manson, but I swear to god, it looked really similar.
0: A lot of people are saying, like, how did Han and Leia have a kid that looks like that? <laughs> Adam is not the ha- most handsomest guy in the world. But he looks better here than he does in like his interviews. But I think,
2: I think he, his look, you know, Peyton, I'm going to completely disagree. I think his look is totally offbeat. His attitude is offbeat. Okay, yeah, sure, we've seen Anakin Skywalker, kind of like that. But I think that's the
3: kind of weird wild card that we needed in the movie. Hmm. Now, Mike, you were saying, why is he even wearing the helmet? Well, as soon as he took off the helmet... And you saw his face and you heard his real voice. He was a lot less intimidating all of a sudden. So I think that has to, I think it's just kind of like how Snoke projects himself is really huge. I think he is using the helmet and the voice changer to be more intimidating.
1: You think he has a really small cock? Probably.
3: (laughs) Could be. That's why he needs
0: the two extra ones on the side. (laughs) Make up for it. There was a kid that was scared of Kylo Ren when I went to see it the second time. Like I said, there wasn't any kids the first time around. Second time around, as soon as you saw Kylo Ren, this kid got up in his seat and he turned around. And when there was that shot of uh, Kylo Ren's got the lightsaber up to Ray, the kid actually turned around again and said to his dad, "I can't even watch." <laughs> mm. And I was like, "Aw." Uh, and then you know that just- kid didn't watch RoboCop when he was six. <laughs> yeah, that juxtaposed, I, I got that the older guy punks. who's next to me who's chuckling at everything from the original trilogy, and <laughs> went, he went nuts when uh, there was that shot of Finn, uh, Finn in the backseat of the Millennium Falcon with the, the blasters, mm-hmm. and it showed the little red thing, like the, the targeting system. He was just like, But! <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that got you to pop out first. Like, you know, it's kind of not the sweeping shot of the, that thing's garbage. And then it shows millennium Falcon. He didn't go. Yeah. Everybody clapped at the, you know, beginning and stuff like that in different uh, parts of the movie. But that one was specifically him. Just kind of like that. Look at that targeting system. (laughs) (laughs) Weird difference when it came to the kids and the adults and stuff, you know, the kids didn't have a clue what the hell the references were for different things. And, well, the adults are like, "I get it." But the little kid, scared of Kylo Ren. So, I don't know about uh somebody like you, Kalen, you were a kid when you were seeing Star Wars. Were you afraid of Darth Vader when you first saw him?
3: No, I thought he was badass. He was my favorite toy to play with. Uh always my he's always been my favorite character. So, I was not never afraid of him now.
0: Maybe the kid was just kind of like, "I don't want to see Adam Driver's face."
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. Like Darth Vader is like he's he's too
2: arc like too much of an archetype. Like he's just mm-hmm. Playing evil all the time and then kylo ren shows us humanity to him that's kind of like oh shit this guy throws fits if this guy's scared then all of a sudden he's nice and all of a sudden he's you know it's it's, it's
3: almost schizophrenic so of course it's a little scarier i don't know
1: if but, anything you
3: know. when i was a kid what scared me was i guess the emperor in return of the jedi just because he was just so evil and the and music he's got the music and he's right, got, you
2: know,
0: yes his, yeah
2: the theme was just right there along with it. Mm-hmm. Can we talk Which about again, the music for a second? Snoke's, Snoke's theme yes, is just please. like a
0: rehash. And I'm, I was disappointed with the music so much. There's yes. not a single memorable theme that they've added. Yeah,
2: can I uh, sort of speak out on the music? Uh, okay, first of all, John John Williams is 70 wait, wait, whatever.
1: Answer.
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, Obviously, that's a that's a reuse the themes that we all know. You know, Luke's theme, uh, Leia's theme, and whatever else. Um The problem is, I didn't hear any any of the intelligent segs that normally you would have between scenes in the middle of you know, like uh, if you uh, analyze. Buh, 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 buh. No, something. I mean, something a little subtler, like because uh, I mean, John Williams knows his way knows his way around an orchestra like nobody's business, and I didn't hear you know.
0: We lose Eddie here.
2: Little flutes to come
0: on. We just lost you for a second there. What about the flutes?
2: Nothing fits together. There's no. you know that's, that's what I'm saying. There's no, you know, little inter. with flutes and then the clarinet and all that. Maybe those. That uh, maybe a uh, specific.
0: I think we've got uh, an invasion from episode one going <laughs> on on Eddie's end. <laughs> a little um, bit Eddie, technical back.
3: difficulties.
1: Don't oh, get excited.
3: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Concentrate, Eddie. Trust your feelings. <laughs> uh, okay. What about now? Hello?
0: Hello? Oh, Alright, I think we can hear you now. Okay. I'll keep it simple. Uh, it sucked.
2: <laughs> it sucked. I mean, no, it sucked because uh, there. Uh, it didn't juxtapose together. The themes kind of like, there was a cool theme, then just nothing very bland, and then all of a sudden a the big theme because the big scene came on. You know, It's nowhere near as intelligent as the, pre, uh, the the original trilogy where you had a big, giant piece of symphony.
0: Now, Peyton, you're another person who's really into music. Did that stand out to you as anything positive or negative?
1: Well, it's certainly not a positive when you can't really think of anything memorable that they've added. Mm-hmm. I think that the redone pieces that they did were classly used. It, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with just pulling out of the well. Maybe there were a couple fresh pieces in there that if I went and rewatched, I would find that would stick out a little better. But um, for me, you it was... No Duel of the, the Fates. There was exactly. no Duel of the Fates, but there also wasn't particularly anything worth a Duel of the Fates. That might come later. You know, Duel of yeah. the Fates, it, it's, it, it, it deserves something bigger than anything that happened here. A lot of what happened here was set up.
3: Yeah, I'll agree with, with what you other guys have been saying. I am glad. I would have been disappointed if they wouldn't have brought back a lot of the old themes. It was good hearing those. It was appropriate. I don't think they overused them. But kind of like you guys were hinting at, it would have been good if we had one or two memorable new things. I think that was a big part of it. Because I was after the movie, I was kind of going back and replaying it in my mind. Like I said, I've only seen it once. So that's something I should probably key into next time I see it better. And... I couldn't remember any one particular scene or piece of music that stood out to me. I don't think anything necessarily was wrong or bad about it. It just wasn't memorable.
0: Yeah, because obviously A New Hope, we have the bulk of the main themes. So we get Empire Strikes Back, we get the Imperial March, and we get Yoda's theme in – Return of the Jedi, we get the Emperor's theme, and we get that Into the Trap, that bum-bum-ba-da-da-dum, bum bum da da which is amazing. Episode 1, we get Duel of the Fates. Uh, episode 2, we get Across the, star- the Stars, the love theme. Episode 3, we get Battle of the Heroes. This was like, race theme, I can't even remember how it goes. And it seemed like, just like this fluttery little Lord of the Rings type of thing, more than it did a, a Star Wars thing, and it was just like, I don't remember any of it, and we didn't get like a real strong Poe theme, we didn't get a real strong Finn theme, uh, Captain Phasma didn't have any kind of like, through line that I could pick up on, General Hux wasn't, Kylo Ren didn't even have his own theme that I could pick up on, and Snoke, he had a song that was playing specifically just for his scenes, it just sounded like a shittier version of Palpatine's theme, like that's just that uh, evil guy kind of it's like are those lyrics i think i pretty much i don't know no, again i, mean, I don't know how better. the melody went so i can't sing along with
2: it it actually would have been better if they had some sort of gregorian chant going on because that's fucking dark mm. and uh but that's the thing it's, it's more than just missing themes like hey where the hell is the fence theme or race theme or whatever there's just there's it's not it doesn't feel like one continuous masterpiece from beginning to end if you listen to a new hope it sounds like one big piece of music and in mm-hmm. this movie it's just like theme cut into something very bland and kind of backgroundish and then theme and then stop something kind of boring and then theme you know so and when i say theme i mean the, the old stuff so i mean that's the big flaw
0: Well, credit to Lucas, he actually said one time that one of the things he wanted to do to emphasize the music is make it to where you can watch the movie with only the soundtrack playing and you could get the, like, you know, no dialogue, whatever, you'd still know the story. And there's actually versions of them that you can find online and stuff that are like just the isolated soundtrack and they work. I don't know if this one will hold up like that. I mean, I've only seen it twice, so I don't know. Uh, I have to go back and I have to listen to the soundtrack separately to see if anything picks up on. But it just, it didn't do it for me. Sound design, awesome though. And visual effects, by the way, let's talk about that. How beautiful did this movie
2: look? Wow, fantastic. And uh, the the director of photography was awesome. They, dude, everyone was awesome with this movie. Everyone. The janitor was awesome. Uh, the catering was awesome. Everything fucking worked. Sanitation? <laughs> yeah, sanitation was awesome. Everything worked in this movie. The visuals, the everything, the everything to me this movie
0: was really really well produced does anybody have a favorite visual effect or maybe even just action scene in general that they were just like blown away by
2: yeah the when you when you first see a star destroyer it felt really 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 like it looked giant it looked really big
0: where it's covering the planet yeah but i don't know why i don't
2: know how or why i felt that way but it felt bigger than life. It was like, okay, I see this ship, and then all of a sudden you see the Star Destroyer that just looms over the whole, f- like, the whole everything. It just it covered you up. It just it swallowed you whole. It was awesome.
1: Okay, yeah, I the yours. opening scene. That opening scene was just so intense. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it did good job setting up Poe as our hero. Matter of fact, when they just, like, killed him off very unceremoniously, I was like, uh, huh. That was kind of weird. <laughs> I felt like it was going to be a big thing for the whole movie. I was like, huh?
2: Oh, did you really
1: bad. believe was the... he was dead? No, I didn't believe he was dead, but especially because they did it so unceremoniously, I was just kind of like, huh. All right, well, I guess we're just going to follow this guy for now. Uh, but most importantly is what how this set up Kylo Ren, and that was the best part of his character was what they did in this opening scene. Uh, there's that one shot from the trailer where he just like turns around and throws his hand out, And I was just always wondering, like, okay, what's this happening here? Where is this from? And we see it right there in this opening scene where he just turns around and he stops a blaster shooting towards him. It just stops the laser blast in air. And while he's still holding that laser blast in air, he paralyzes uh, Poe and disarms him and then has his guys bring them over. This guy is incredibly powerful, and for him to go in there and then just give the order to slay the entire village, it it made him a very detestable and formal-looking foe.
0: I did love that visual effect of that blaster bolt just hanging there, and you hear the the little crackles, and then eventually he just lets it go, and it's just like, mm -hmm. bam! (laughs) Yeah. Especially
1: in 3D, where you saw it kind of moving out in front of you.
0: Yeah, that was cool. I'll have to go back and see.
3: I, I did not watch it in 3D when I saw it, so I should go back and do that
0: between the two viewings that I saw the first one was 3D IMAX in the Tropicana in Atlantic City which was apparently the only one in New Jersey that had like extra special stuff but I don't know exactly what special stuff and then I saw just a regular screening not even a 3D one in my normal movie theater and I mean as much as I don't like 3D movies all that much the sound alone was so much better in the IMAX one and the movie's great both ways but if you guys do get a chance to see this in theaters in like a 3D kind of an IMAX atmosphere, go see it. It's worth it. Like XD or any of those kind of things like that, any variations like that, go see it. It's awesome. It's worth it. Um, but, Caitlin, what do you think about the the visuals and the action stuff? Is there any one that stood out to you? Well, as far as the
3: visuals in general, I was really glad it was a step up from the prequels visually. I mean, the use of rubber puppets and and sets it was better than the cgi like the cgi that they did use wasn't over the top and what they did use was blended more seamlessly than the other films but i think the use of actual practical effects helped enhance the feel of the old magic that we've grown to love in the original trilogy uh so visually i think it was fantastic as far as any specific scenes you know i i like when they were stealing the tie fighter and trying to escape. I liked, as you guys were just talking about a minute ago, the the opening scene with the raid on the village. And, you know, it was so striking. You know, they're going around and burning everything. And, you know, it was just this huge force coming down. It set a great tone for the film. Huge force. Huge force. Awakening. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so there's actually two characters that we really, oh, three characters that we didn't really talk that much about. Poe is one of them. And we were just mentioning him a minute ago or so that uh, the idea that the, he kind of got pushed aside and then brought back and stuff. But I liked Poe. I actually liked him more than I thought I was going to. I thought he was going to be just like another wedge. But what got me sold on Poe were two things very at the very beginning. And then there's one other part uh, towards like closer to the end. Uh, I really loved how, number one, when Poe was captured by Kylo Ren when he says... So you talk first or I talk first. How's it going? <laughs> that was a good little line. Um I liked when Finn and him break out. Now, of course, I liked the line too about him saying, But you need a pilot, that's like the real reason why I like that kind of thing. But I liked how easily he was able to trust him after that. Like he seems like a good guy. Like there's no like Maybe some people will complain and say like that he's not going to have as much of like, a story arc or whatever like that. But he doesn't necessarily need to if Finn and Ray need them as much. Poe is just like a good dude. Like He's like, you're breaking me out or whatever. And he says, you know, what's your name? Well, I don't have a name or whatever. Finn, I'll call you Finn, all right? And then he says, nice to meet you. Like, he's a good guy. Poe's a good guy. I like him. And the little bromance moment when they finally see each other again... And he just runs, and he's just like, buddy! And he gives him a hug and stuff. I want to see these two in, like, a buddy cop scenario. (laughs) Like, now that Ray's off by herself, I'm totally down with Poe and Finn having that separate journey, like an empire, where Luke is off with Yoda, Han and Leia and everybody are off doing their thing. I want Finn and Poe doing, like, you know, rush hour moment kind of thing. (laughs) What did you guys think about Poe? Is he cool? Does he suck? Poe oh, was, po right. was the man. Poe
1: was the closest thing we got to, besides Han Solo, our, our fresh Han Solo character, where it was just this badass, fun-loving guy who was really skilled and a, a major uh, part of the attack team for the Resistance. So here's a question.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I liked him a lot. It was as you were hinting at before, like a mix between Wedge Antilles and Han Solo. It was, it was good. He got, brought a good energy to the film. And like you said, I am also interested in seeing how the development of the relationship between Finn and Poe develops.
0: The relationship, like the, the love story. Yes. Well, I want to see if he ever gets his jacket back. No, yeah, he said, keep it. Okay. He was like, nah, it suits you. looks good on you. You look fantastic. <laughs> Eddie, do you like Poe? Uh, I guess I have nothing specific
2: to say. Uh, I think he was he was in place. Uh, at, he was there at the right time. Not too much screen time, uh, and that's it. You know, uh, I hope that in the in episode eight he's available. But otherwise, I don't really care. No, no, that, he he seemed kind of he seemed like just some new character. And he's the only one that didn't really convince me. It's like, hey, I'm here in the Star Wars universe, and I deserve to be here. I was just like, you know,
1: you know why he would be in Episode Eight? He needs the money because he's just a Poe boy from a Poe family.
3: (laughs) 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 So here's a question. Before we move on, though, can I can I bring up one point, please? Uh, We're talking about Poe Dameron, and he's in the very beginning talking to the Max von Sydow character. Mm-hmm. Do we know who that character is? The Max no outsider? fucking idea. Okay. I didn't know if he was somebody significant or just some random – do, do you think they're going to discuss that further or do you think he's just some old he, guy? Because he's a big-name actor. I mean
0: – Yeah, that's what's weird about that. Like I thought that he was going to be maybe like an old Boba Fett or – I don't know, anybody that we would have recognized. Apparently he's Lor Santeca. But – he makes me worried about the thing I mentioned earlier, where they're going to try to establish things in the books. Like we didn't know how Maz Kanata got the lightsaber either. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they're going to spend any time in the future movies talking about it. So I think the setup for how she got the lightsaber and the setup for who Max von Sydow's character is, I'm thinking that they're going to spend time in the books doing that. And that's a little annoying. Like he brings it up as he's known the family for a long time, he knows not even just the family, like, to be in the Republic, he knows about Snoke and turning to the dark side and everything. If he knows who Ben Solo was, and he, what he is now, and he's Kylo Ren, and everything like that, he needs to be a big character. And they killed him off already, so there's no future like, you know, we'll, we'll establish, establish more in uh, episode 9 or anything like that, like, it, that sort of took me by surprise. Hopefully they don't waste it. I don't know. But does anybody know any information about him? I don't think so, but...
3: No, just a lot of question marks.
0: Well, that brings up a question, though, that I have about Poe and kind of the bromance thing, and kind of Ryan in here. Again, they, they hinted at it, but they didn't confirm anything. Is Ray and Finn the love story, or are they just going to be, like, real close? Because one of my favorite lines in the whole movie was the whole uh you got a family, you got a boyfriend, you got a cute boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Love that. But do you guys want to see Ray and Finn get together, or would you rather see maybe Ray and Poe get together? Because they didn't interact with each other. Or do you want just brand new people?
2: I wouldn't be concerned about any relationship stuff at this point. Whatever happens, I'm sure I trust the writers to do the right thing. I trust Is JJ J. Abrams going to be doing the Next one. He's a an executive producer. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be involved with the writing because I mean, it was. I think the script was really good. Let me just sit, get this out of the way. The script and the dialogue way better than episodes one, two,
0: three. Yeah. Well, the jokes were actually funny. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it, it wasn't like
2: slapstick stupid. It was like again, the best one was uh,
0: ah, we just use the force. That's not how the force works. <laughs> that just cracked me up for some reason. Um, you leaning one way or another when it comes to the love stuff, Peyton? Do you want Ray and Finn? Do you want Ray and Poe? Do you want some ren like new character with anybody?
1: I really just think Ray is still dealing with some abandonment issues, and she's not ready for a committed relationship. So I think it's better if he just stays
0: a friend, you know. <laughs> so she doesn't want to ruin that relationship, right? No. Yeah. Finn's like a brother to her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just like a brother. Not, not in the racist way though. <laughs> not, a, not a brother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's. But
1: then she's uh, gonna hook up with Poe.
0: We establish right now that this is what has to happen in episode eight. They need to have this conversation, and he needs to, needs to have that brother line, and that's where Lando comes in. <laughs> and he just goes like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> you gotta teach her how to be smooth, son." Like-
1: like like a smooth Colt forty five, it works every
3: time.
0: And <laughs> smooth blaster forty five.
3: <laughs> so you brought up a couple of suggestions as far as the love story. Why not Ray and Chewy? Come on, are you speciesist? Chewy is already going to bang that nurse. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I. As far as the love story goes, <laughs> I know Maz Kanata. Yeah, that's true. I don't. One thing that I don't like about a lot of movies is how they feel like, oh, okay, we have this great movie. Oh, we have to tack on a love story here. Uh, Let's, let's do this. Like, I don't think every movie has to have a love story. This one, I don't think, you know, they kind of hinted at it and that was at a fine level. It didn't bother me at all. But if it feels forced, if, you know, again, with the force, um, if it feels like it's not natural, then I'm not okay with that. But if it's something that through the writing, through the plot, develops naturally then i'm okay with just about any any relationship
0: well didn't you think that ray and finn had kind of a good chemistry together yeah
3: yeah and i thought that they didn't take it to a level or a you know any anything that bothered me yet
0: he wasn't like i gotta go save her because i love her yeah if they, they would have, have done that that go was like
3: her. too soon yeah it's kind of, you know like in in some of the prequels uh i thought it was a little kind of too quick how Anakin was just obsessed with Padme.
0: And there's terrible lines, you know, you're so beautiful because I love you. Or ah, are, you an yeah. <laughs> are you an <laughs> <Time>. angel? Are you an angel? Thank God Finn doesn't say that. The di- She's like, are you with the resistance? And he's like, I don't know. Are you an angel? <laughs> yeah. The dialogue in this
3: one was definitely much closer to the original trilogy than the prequels were.
0: So let me talk about my absolute, worst, like, least favorite thing about this whole movie. This is the one character we haven't mentioned yet, really. How pointless was Captain Phasma?
3: Yeah, that was another one. It's supposed to be a big, badass character. You know, you see it on all the posters, and you know, she was in all the Huge interviews and everything, and and then they're
0: making her out to be, like, the biggest badass on the Stormtrooper side. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's, you know, she's somebody who you can feel her presence all around, and She's uh, gonna be this great heroine for females in the future and stuff. She doesn't do a goddamn thing other than exactly what they tell her to do with a gun to her head. Like, she shuts down the uh, the shield. She doesn't put up a fight. Like, at the opening scene, why couldn't we have seen her wipe out a whole bunch of people? We are like, oh, shit. No wonder she's the captain. She is just beasting these people she barks a couple orders and then she gets thrown down a trash compactor like that's it now i know that they've already confirmed that she's gonna be in episode eight and i'm assuming that that's gonna be a big factor in finn's story you know like she's gonna be hunting down finn something along those lines but what a disappointment
1: i am a huge fan of gwendolyn christie the the actress who played her she's she's a Mm -hmm awesome character on game of thrones and i I think she's fantastic i i think this is another one of those things we just have to wait and see where this goes Her, her character was underwhelming for this but we have to remember this is a trilogy and i think it was more set up than it was her being a crucial part of this
0: story wouldn't you have liked to see at least one shot of her being cool yeah we did in the opening scene she didn't do anything though She commanded all those
1: troops to slaughter that entire village.
0: See, I I attributed that more to Carlo Ren. He's the one that says kill them all. Wipe them out, all of them. Like, I don't know. I I think, like, if maybe she would have been the one to kill Max von Sydow's character, maybe that would have been something where, like, I don't know. Like, maybe there's a deleted scene. That's what I'm I'm trying to think here. There could have been something with her. I was disappointed. Nah, you know what? It was just, it felt like
2: uh, Darth Maul, where basically he just looks badass and doesn't do much.
0: Or Boba Fett.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Like, they need somebody who looks cool, uh, and that's it.
0: Are you still going to wait until the third movie where Captain Phasma still hasn't done anything, and then somebody's going to just turn around and accidentally bump into her, and she's going to die? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Captain Phasma? Captain Phasma, where? <laughs> so let's wrap this up a little bit because we've talked quite a bit about this movie, almost as much as the runtime for the movie itself, actually. This is pretty funny. <laughs> um, your biggest hit and your biggest miss. What was your favorite thing about the movie? What was your least favorite thing? And what would you rank this on just an overall thumbs up, thumbs down? Peyton, I'm going to go with you first. No, well, I needed time to think about it. All um, right, Caleb, I'll go with you first then. Sweet, yes. <laughs>
3: Um, overall, let's see. The biggest hit was, you know, it was, it's great to have another Star Wars movie. This is getting me excited for the next ones coming up. It was, like I said, visually fantastic. The dialogue was more in line with what I like. As far as the negatives, like I said in the very beginning, I couldn't help but feel like I was just watching a glossy photocopy of a movie that I had seen before. You know, it was a new hope. You know, remix basically.
0: A newer hope. A newer
3: hope, yes. So, you know, I went in with the highest hopes. So it's partially my fault. This is the only time, because like I said, I've, I've seen all of them in the theater except for the first one. This is the only time I've walked out of the theater feeling any kind of disappointment. You know, all the other ones, I was over the moon when I walked out. This time I was like, yeah, but I've seen that before. So it's a good movie. I'm not I don't think it's great. I think it's a good movie. Uh if it's, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down, definitely thumbs up. You know, there's no question of that. If we're doing it like on a 10-point scale like we were doing the other ones, I would I thought about this, I'd probably say 7 out of 10.
0: Where does this rank?
3: How would you rank the Star Wars movies? Uh number 1, Empire Strikes Back, number 2, A New Hope, number 3, Return of the Jedi. Uh below that, I would put Phantom Menace. Or No, then I would put episode three, then I would put episode one, then I put this one, then I put uh, Attack of the Clones.
0: Jesus. We're going to do that for everybody as well. Eddie, hit miss, what's the biggest uh, for both sides, and what what is your overall ranking, and how do you like the movie?
2: Okay, the biggest miss to me is just that sometimes there's this unnecessary speed with which things were delivered like race character learns about the force out of her own sheer will, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah. The phasma or whatever the her name was, was totally bland. Um, but otherwise I think that's about it. Oh, the soundtrack was a big downer. Um, my favorite part of the movie was the fact that you had specific color schemes. You know, you had the Jakku. You had the you know the freighter where Han and Chewie, you know, drag the Millennium Falcon into. And then you had the, the Star Starkiller Planet where it's, it's all snowy and stuff. Um, you know, you had these colors again. You had the separate set. So okay, it feels like the first third of the movie is this color, and then there's this set of colors, and then there's that set of colors, and then at the end, you have this bright green, which is. I guess you can only find it in, like, Ireland because it's so green. It's, like, bright green. And it's just... The visual is just so beautiful, you know? And then, of course, the little cherry on top is Luke Skywalker. Like, ah, yes, there he is. Um, What what, what, what was the other? What was the How would you rank the movies? I'll rank the movies. Okay. Uh, one, Jedi. Two, Empire. Three, A New Hope. Four, uh, Force Awakens five episode three six episode two seven episode one And a score i really because it's a star wars movie it can't possibly be a 10 because i i mean the expectation is just too much but let, let's put that aside i'm gonna give it a nine because mm-hmm. i i it it, it it focused so much and I, I don't see this in any movie anymore any superhero movie or any unless you're like like unless you're watching some european movie or a woody allen movie you don't see human emotions anymore just a bunch of f- retarded uh, fucking explosions here and there special effects and all that no you know like race characters felt pain you know i, I even kylo uh, kylo ren was like in pain and in conflict i you know i got a kick out of the performance of every character Every, you know, so that's pretty much it. All
1: right. Well, (laughs) my uh, biggest hit was I'm gonna go with BB-8. I think that it really knocked out of the park. They used to have to use two droids. Now they only needed one. It fulfilled its role. It was a fun sidekick. It integrated well into the spaceship, so I'm sure we'll see that come more into play later on. BB-8 in a battle. Oh my gosh, what happens if like the top floaty part gets separated from him while he's in space? <laughs> oh my god, I just had a, a horrible fear of what might happen in a future movie now. <laughs> oh, this. Um, BB-8. My biggest miss was absolutely Kylo Ren. Look, whiny bastard. Hmm. He is a bastard now too, because he killed his own father. Yeah. <laughs> Self-made bastard. Uh, as far as up or down, I mean, definitely up. I couldn't go any other way. I couldn't imagine giving any Star Wars movie a thumbs down, except for maybe Clone Wars. As far as the ranking of them, now, here's here's the thing. If if it's being accused of basically being the same movie as A New Hope, would it not be on equal footing, or at least better even than A New Hope? Because right. you have better effects and everything? So I'm curious how it could be ranked so high for A New Hope and then so low
0: so, <laughs> so low <laughs> so
3: it,
1: it's actually appropriate for me then uh empire strikes back is number one that's the perfect star wars movie that they got everything in there uh for me it's it's a tie for number two between a new hope and force awakens i'm really torn between which one of those i would put as my second favorite star wars movie at this point i would have to see force awakens again and then i have to have about 20 years for a debate on me before I can fairly assess that.
0: <laughs> when our kids are going to see episode 15, we're going to go, all right, I finally have a ranking for Force Awakens.
1: Uh, followed up by those would be uh, Return of the Jedi, then Revenge of the Sith, uh, Phantom Menace, and Attack of the Clothes.
3: Now, the reason so go I can... Ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I go ahead, fend up one point. Uh, the reason I can rate A New Hope so much higher than Force Awakens is because A New Hope had something that this one didn't originality that's true
1: uh except that it completely ripped off of flash gordon and other serials
3: like but it Sh- didn't rip off I- the same franchise
1: <laughs> yeah it ripped off somebody else it's worse you're stealing somebody else's idea
0: so i'm gonna go a very similar kind of uh arrangement i'm gonna go empire number one uh a new hope number two force awakens number three because it, it's still like, I I agree with what Peyton says. I'm going to need more time to see how this ages, and I can review A New Hope in, re- like, relation to Episode 3 and Episode 4 more than I can review Force Awakens right now in relation to Return of the Jedi and whatever comes next. So that's going to be a big, big factor here. Like, if Episode 8 goes by and the problems that we have in this movie aren't addressed, then I'm going to be worried more about some of the problems. Like, I'm going to look past a little bit of a little bit of Captain Phasma hoping that in episode eight, she's a big player and a good one too. If she's a bad one, then I'm going to be really pissed. But if we go by episode eight and episode nine or whatever, the story ends and she just sucked, then I'm going to be like, well, what the hell did you market this for? That That's a bad marketing decision and a bad character and so on and so forth. So I don't know. I, I can't go higher than a new hope yet. There's a possibility. I can, though, say that, that that ranks number three. So it's either going to be number three or it'll tie for number two. And then then I go into a tie between Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi, because I think the last half of Return of the Jedi is amazing, other than the Ewoks. And there's, like, half of Return, uh, Revenge of the Sith that's amazing, and the other half is st- stupid, too. Um, then probably Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones, because yeah, they're both kind of... Uh... But my biggest miss is the villains, because I don't like Snoke yet, I don't like Phasma, Kylo Ren, I'm still not sold on, General Hux, I still just feel as Tarkin, and the Death Star 2.0 is just, come on, man, like, I want more out of my villains going forward. Even if they have to go with the Yuuzhan Vong thing, I rather would have that happen than to just have another, like, if Hux doesn't do anything different, he's clearly just Tarkin. And if Kylo Ren doesn't have more of a turn to the dark side and hopefully doesn't turn to the light, like separate him from Vader, separate him from what we've seen before and do stuff. That's good. Um, Biggest hit though, as much as I didn't love the villains, I loved all the new heroes, Finn, Poe, Ray, and BB eight, all four of them I'm on board with. And all four of them are like, I want to see them all live until episode 12 or whatever we go with BB-8 probably takes the cake. <laughs> it's probably BB-8, then Finn, then Ray, then Poe, but that's just cause BB-8 is fucking adorable. But, uh, I got to give this a huge thumbs up. I think this movie was fantastic. And out of all the movies that I've been really excited and really nervous about lately, this is the one I'd have to rank as like the top of the one that didn't let me down as much as like man of steel really pisses me off in a lot of ways. And I got a feeling Batman V Superman's going to do the same thing. Thankfully, star Wars. I got a good feeling about this. Not to make a reference to the, I got a bad feeling about this. Um, so that's it for our star Wars review. We just have to go around the table one more time, everybody, and just throw out some plugs for you to check out some promotional side of things. I'm going to go in reverse order here. Payton, anything you want to promote?
1: <laughs> yeah, follow me on the Twitter at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Payton. And stay tuned to all the awesome programming that's going to be coming your way at Mega Powers Radio. Big things popping, little things stopping. Stay tuned to the Twitter to see the news coming up on that.
2: Eddie? I got nothing, uh, except I'm going to watch Force Awakens
0: again. <laughs> Plug in the own movie itself, right? Yeah,
3: Kalen. Well, first of all, thanks for having me here on the Tony panel. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you would like to follow me on the Twitter, you can find me at Kalen Ferris. That's C A L E N F E R R I S. Thank you. Your power is a weak old man.
0: <laughs> uh, he is the oldest. Uh, see what you did there. <laughs> so from my side of things obviously check out A Mango Tree and Tony Mango related stuff all over the place but make sure you bookmark fanboysanonymous.com for everything else that's coming your way and if you want more information about Star Wars you know go back and check out the articles we posted already and the ones coming up in the future because we're gonna have things like wed bed or dead you got a marry fuck kill between Padme Leia and Rey <laughs> kind of a hard choice And some other things about maybe the unanswered questions we had going forward. If we have any more information about episode eight going forward too, we're going to post that there as well. And then uh, we got typical stuff, you know, the four real movie club podcasts and more review points. And just, you know, in general, if you enjoyed this movie review, keep checking out our YouTube channel, hit us with that subscribe button on all that other kind of stuff. And if you're interested in the wrestling side of things of a mango tree, go to smartoutmoment.com. You'll find everything there but that does us in for this review point on behalf of all the panelists as well as the fanboys and fangirls that couldn't be here tonight. Thank you all for listening and shooting The Breeze with us. We hope you had fun, and we want to make uh, make sure that you tell us what you think were the hits and the misses. So leave those comments below, hit that subscribe button. As I said. give us a thumbs up, and stay tuned for everything else coming your way from FanboysAnonymous.com. This has been Review Point episode 23. I'm Tony Mango, and I'm a fanboy. See you next time, everybody. Geeks out.